This is Pulse 95. Pulse 95. It's the Morning Majulus. It's the Morning Majulus. Hello, good morning. Welcome back onto the Morning Majors live here from the International Government Communications Forum. And of course, this is a discussion for most of us to be tuning in because we're talking about uh, the changing trends of consuming information and uh, and also broadcasting the right information, whether from the government or from business perspectives, because it is the power of podcasts. Now, a lot of people might be thinking it's a very new hipstery way of just mm. listening to podcasts and on a coffee shop and uh, working on your MacBook Pros. But uh, it's all about getting the right message across because, you know, our attention spans have become shorter. People mm. want to be driving and listening to uh, to, inf- to information. We've got a very special guest here in the studios, the veteran himself in podcast production and talking to us about what uh, government or opportunities the government uh, can have is Richard Myron. He's joined us. Uh, for, he's one of the visitors at the International Government Communications Forum, also an exhibitor as well. So, uh, hailing all the way from the UK. Very good morning. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you, Abdul Karim. Um, it's interesting what you said there about yeah. attention spans. Yeah. Traditionally, yeah, we do think attention spans have got shorter, and yet mm. podcasts, half an hour long or so, yeah. they're massively growing in mm. interest around the world, and of course here in this region as well, here in the UAE. And of course I had a look in advance of coming here um, to the conference about mm. what the, the listing figures were, and you're seeing that apparently there are 1.6 million people just in the UAE who regularly listen to podcasts. Now okay. that's, that's, that's 16% a, mm. in uh, Dubai and 15% in Abu Dhabi. That's gone from virtually nothing in just a few years. Mm. So you can see the explosive growth of this. And they're not short programs. They're often, I call, I call podcasts often brain food. Mm. Mm. Um, and they are drawing people in because they're delivering content to them on demand. I mean, we, we watch things on Amazon, on Netflix Mm. and elsewhere, so it's on demand and also relevant to you. So if you happen to be interested in, for the sake of argument, baseball Mm. or cricket Mm. or whatever it happens to be, you can find a program that is about that possibly in the Gulf. It's all Mm. about finding the type of programming, the niche programming that suits you. And I think that partly goes to explain Mm. uh, the explosive growth of podcasts. Yeah, so Richard, I just want to, I'm so fascinated by the transition that you went through uh, because you were once a senior communications officer at the World Bank. Is that right? Yeah, I was also, sorry. And also a one-time BBC radio producer and reporter. That's it. That's right. So, and then what is it about podcasts and the power of podcasts that made you transition uh, into finding or being the founder of a consultancy? That you that you are now uh, the founder of Earshot Strategies, that is uh, to promote and make podcasts for niche audiences. Can you tell me or take me through that transition and what made you? What is the powerful aspect about podcast that led you to this transition? So here I am in a radio studio talking about the beauty of audio. Yes. What, what could be better? Uh, I, I always think you know the pictures are better on radio. That's, right. I grew up with that notion in my head. I have a recollection as a young kid sitting in the car with my mother outside the swimming pool, waiting to go into the swimming pool, listening to this program on BBC Radio, Listen With Mother. I went on, I had a a, a wonderful career inside the BBC, and then I moved, as you say, to the first of all to the United Nations and then to the World Bank. But whilst I was living in Washington, D.C., working for the World Bank, (coughs) excuse me, 
Um, the podcast phenomenon began to arrive, um, and this was true crime podcasts, and people were turning onto these, and I began to think there was, there was something in this, both mm. in terms of being a listener and also potentially being a creator. Right. I, I love audio. Um, and I felt that there was a way to, to harness this. So when I was working at the World Bank, just on the side, I made a program about people within the World Bank who'd written books, who'd written novels, who'd written a cookery book. And I made a program mm. about it. And then I went on to make another program all about making, popularizing data and development. And that really was my launch pad. It was, it was this, this desire to want to get back to audio, to service and to deliver exciting content to to audiences and there was something i mean i'm kind of you can probably gather slightly almost evangelical about mm. this uh, i love the idea of podcasts i think it brings a voice to the voiceless people who couldn't traditionally get on mm. air get on air we're hearing new voices and it goes to the heart of who we are as human beings um i refer to it as the audio campfire before we had literacy before we could read write or even do cave paintings we were sitting around telling each other stories mm. verbally and and podcasts are just a digital way of delivering that same thing that we've yeah. been doing throughout human civilization that's human very interesting uh, since we are here at the igcf um and we're talking about podcasts how can we implement podcasts in government communication first of all it's all about the content being good if mm. you try and make it worthy it's it's like eating sort of stale bread for breakfast Pe people aren't going to do it you have to make the content relevant and you have to make it interesting mm -hmm. and, and captivating for the audience so you can't tell people what they should listen to or what they should hear it has to be something that is um exciting new um relevant to give a brief example with airbus who i mentioned we made a program about aviation and we told the story of airbus through eight individuals who were formative in that com in that company one of them was the female chief technical officer who told us the story of growing up in italy and how her first three words were mama papa aeroplana mm. mama papa airplane mm. and she went on to decide the the wings of the a380 which flew me here mm. to, to dubai so it's about the stories it's about compelling human stories mm. being the center of these and if governments do this right they can harness the power of podcast for good for public information for all sorts of things yeah and uh it, it's quite interesting looking at the picture here in the united states uh for podcasts because it, it seems like we're inundated with podcasts almost it seems like everybody's got a podcast at some point it, it, are we are we at peak podcast? Does it, because I mean, I know it's not that way here, but when you look at it abroad, it's so immensely popular. Mm. Are there too many podcasts out there? Certainly, we're not that uh, here in this region. Right, yeah. We're not there. I read a figure of 450 individual podcasts across the region. So that's both the Gulf um, uh, and all the way through to, to the Levant. Um, uh, so there's, there's much more growth to be had there. You're absolutely right that podcasts are sprouting like sort mm. of mushrooms in the early yeah. morning. Um, I, what I personally think is going to happen is that they're going to grow and then there's going to be a natural sort of withering of some. But I am absolutely convinced of the fact that the podcast phenomenon is here to stay. Mm. Uh, and one important reason, apart from the thing I said about storytelling, uh, is that it, it, it 
it's the only form of media that you can consume when you're doing something else. I always say to people that please don't try and watch a video as you're driving on the highway. You can listen to a podcast. I listen to my podcast while I'm jogging, while I'm, I'm walking the dog, while I'm driving my kids to soccer games. Mm. It fits in it's, it, with, with your lifestyle in many ways. And, and if you deliver the content on your phone and you listen to it through, through, you know, uh, through headphones, it's, it will grow, but it is going to grow explosively. And then I think there will be a natural yeah. whittling process. It's also quite interesting, the subject matter that it tends to be popular when it comes to podcasts. You brought up true crime podcasts. Those are extremely popular. They're everywhere. Uh, as a, a podcast consultant, uh, let's say you're working with a company or a government, when you're working through the subject matter or storytelling elements, how do you, what would you advise them for them to create it and make it as compelling and relatable and human as possible to listeners? Where, what approach would you take in that regard? I know it's a bit general question, but yeah. No, it's a very good question. I think it's, it's always remembering to put the, the human story at the center of everything. So we also did a series for a crime fighting charity in the UK. There's been a, a rise in knife crime. Um, which has been worrying policymakers uh, and, and obviously everybody, um, young people using knives and there being fatalities. So we were asked to make a series that would address policymakers. Now you could have done this by kind of walking people through the various policy issues that were going on around it. We decided to center the stories on individuals. So we had a mini feature which featured, for example, someone who had who, who had been in prison for selling drugs and in fact had been stabbed as well, a bereaved mother. Um, a, an ambulance worker, you know, and trying to tell the stories and what they felt. And then we opened it up to a panel discussion. So it's, it's all about, I think, putting the human story right at the center of this. It's really going to the fundamentals of, of, of broadcasting, of what, of what you do, um, which is not to overcomplicate it, not to give people data or um, ideas but to tell them the stories through the human experience and, and I think if you do that and you do that well and you remember who your audience with and you do that originally sometimes through the use of inventive sound then you will you will gain an audience and one other thing you have to do which refers to your earlier question about the growth of podcasts is you have to m let your audience that you're you're aiming for know that it's there so you have to use social media and, uh, and other tools to let people know that this podcast mm. exists. Well, I think we know it's, it's picking up, certainly, in terms of people willing to w watch it. Uh, but there is always a, a, an issue with demographically how people are more inclined to be appealed to more visual content. And there is a big surge in companies doing podcasts using videos as well. Mm. And there's a popular song, Video Killed a Radio Star. What can be the <laughs> threats to the world of podcasts? Is it going to be video, videos or, or visual podcasts? Or is it going to be something completely different like TikTok, for example, 30 seconds, grip, grab someone's attention and off you go, make it entertaining. Where are we going with it? Of course, there's different viewer trends for it. But uh, any particular threats for the world of podcasts? No, I think video um, needs to mm. feel more threatened by podcasts okay. than the other way around. I really mm. do. Uh, videos are more expensive to produce. Yes. Right. Uh, they require more attention. Mm. They don't conform in the same way to our lifestyles. It's not to say that videos, people won't go and watch videos or, mm. or TikTok clearly. I mean, my kids, I can't get them off TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you know, it, but that, yeah. that's kind of e e that very short social media mm. um, 
uh, format. The, the interesting thing is that, that, as we were saying at the very beginning of this, attention spans get shorter at one end of the spectrum. People want brain food and they want something more substantial at the other end of the spectrum. And podcasts are able to deliver that. Almost people, it's not like you even have to pick up a book to, to feed your brain. It engages your brain. Audio engages your brain in a way that I think that, that is, it's so fundamental mm. to us and to the way that we think. So I don't see the threats. I, I see the, the, what people are going to say in the coming years, which, which is, oh, my God, 10 years ago, there were 1,000, 10,000 podcasts in the Gulf. Today, there's only 5,000. Well, that may be part of that natural whittling process, mm. which I talked about. But the notion of podcasts, and I'm not just saying this is because this is my bread and butter, I think are here to stay, mm. and not just for mass audiences, also for niche audiences. Mm. Well, what an engaging discussion as well. We've all got a uh, very busy day indeed as we preach the world of communications to every individual walking through the doors of the Expo Centre Sharjah. Richard, an absolute pleasure to, to have you here uh, live uh, from the or at the International Government Communications Centre. Pleasure to talk to you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Well, forum rather than the centre, but we've made it a centre over here. <laughs> and uh, we'll be continuing the discussions uh, on the Morning Match list, so do stay tuned to Pulse95. And of course, if you'd like to catch these podcasts, you can catch them on SoundCloud and, and Apple, Apple Podcasts. Podcast. Yep. All you have to do is search for Morning Match list, subscribe and share away. We'll be right back with more discussions from the IGCF. This is Pulse95. Tune in live every weekday from 7am.